What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Off the Dome Radio. I have a jam-packed episode for you today. So, as usual, we start off with our as usual. Oh, there we go. Got to pronounce all the letters there. We start off with our fun weekend update. Kind of talk about our weekend, some fun conversation. So we also go through Butler Bulldogs. Got another big win over the weekend. That was fun to watch. Uh, we talk about Mac Miller's new song, Good News, uh, pretty hot and, and out right now, just came out. And then we give a quick sneak peek of our interview coming out this Thursday with a pretty high-level keynote speaker, business coach, guy who's really done a lot of different things for a long time and becoming the master of his craft. Then we get into current events. So my first one, talk about evidence. Uh, that we are very close to confirming that there is other life. Um, there's a moon outside of Jupiter that shows promising evidence that there are other life forms out there. And then I talk about movement as medicine, some research being shown linking uh, certain diseases, uh, reduced risk of those with consistent exercise routine. And then my RLE, uh, I talk about my 12-week kind of uh, regimen that I'm going through nutritionally and workout wise talk about an interesting insight that I got from my uh, conversation with my Tanzanian friend at the gym as well this past week and then I finish out with own the day own your life and book talk uh, the key components to good overall physical uh, workout and fitness Tim where do you take us today yeah, so we talk a lot about uh, streaming services on the show, like Netflix, uh, Hulu, Disney+, Plus, and we kind of take at the decade in review and talk about the biggest winners, the biggest losers in the streaming realm. So we talk about Google, Netflix, Roku, Amazon, Disney, uh, Apple, Verizon, um, AT&T. We talk about everybody. We kind of give a little summary of who won, who lost, who did well, who didn't. So really cool discussion there. Kind of a good summary of everything that's happened. Uh, for real life experience, I played a little competitive basketball this weekend, and it made me reflect on the benefits of uh, not only physical activity, but competitive physical activity. So I kind of highlight some benefits uh, to remember when, if you're trying to, to get into that space and, and, and really push yourself in both mentally and physically. And then to end the show, I talk about John Wooden's book, Game Plan for Life. And one of his mentors was Mother Teresa. And she talks about... Um, key characteristics of great leaders so we get in a great discussion there about what universally these these mentors show to people and and what you can do yourself to be a better leader both at work and at home so i think you guys are going to get a lot of value out of this episode without further ado episode 109 don't you just love it when you mean to give a compliment but you just choose the wrong word yep i uh so I don't think that's ever happened to me. Similarly to that, though, it was this was a few weeks ago. I kind of forgot about it until we we were talking about awkward just interaction. I was getting changed in the locker room at the gym to start my workout, and this other uh, guy, probably my age, was getting ready to leave the gym. And so I had Butler shorts on, and it was after a win. And he, he was like, oh, hey, did uh, did Butler win today? I saw they were playing. And I go, oh, yeah, they won. And I was like, that's why I was, well, I'm just getting here now. I had to wait till they were done playing. And so we, we chop it for a few seconds. We kind of part ways. He's headed out the door. He goes, all right, man, have a good workout. I was like, all right, thanks, you too. And I'm like, that, uh, he already worked out. <laughs> he already worked out. He's leaving the gym. That's 
He already did his workout. <laughs> so I'm just like, I don't say anything after that. I go, all right, thanks, man. You too. I just leave it and own it. Like, yeah. all right, I meant to say those words. You and I both know I'm a bold-faced liar, but I meant to say those. And we're going to leave it as it is. Yes, I pulled that card. That's Then I'm like, man, that's I haven't done That's happened to me too. And that, I feel like that happens so much yeah. to everybody that it's just a common understanding and unspoken rule among every peop- like, person who lives on the earth. Oh, you we goofed. Get the po- we you, get the point. You goofed. You, you meant for me to have a nice day, which I appreciate, but you goofed. Yeah. Yeah. Unspoken. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. And I was like, afterwards, I go, man, I haven't done that in a really long time. Like, I really try to pay attention to that. That's one of those weird things, mm-hmm. like walking out the door, like, hey, have a good one. Or I've been really focused on those small things at times. And I was like, man, it's the first one in a long time. Mm-hmm. I slipped up. But yeah, I, I like how you, you reference that it is unspoken. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, you goofed. Thank you for wishing me a, a good day, but you goofed. Right. One thing I myself need to be careful of too is I have a habit of saying, thanks, man. Or like, have a good one, man. Like, mm. take care, man. Like, I'll just do it like naturally. And sometimes I'll just, I'll do it to like people I've never met before. Like I do it to like work, like workers at stores or like someone takes care I'll of me. I'll do right. that. But like, I got to be careful that one of these days I'm going to say it to like a man that is actually a woman and I, mm. I can't tell. Ah, that's that. I feel like that's going to be my, my next oh, mess up is doing I that. I can't so wait I need, for that episode. To, maybe I have done it before and I just don't know. Cause like I'll I'll just do it in passing to someone who like maybe opens the door for me or like if I'm walking at a Walmart and they say have a nice day I gotta be like you too man and it's like just a have woman. a shorter haircut because you never know like, oh, the, like Tim you're like, so sexist where you go like so that's something I need to be mindful of going forward so I'm so excited for that episode because now that's in the universe Tim it's out there it's like the cloud it's up there <laughs> I prefaced it. So there we go. Oh, man. If I, if I come to the show with a black eye, you know why. That's going to be juicy. <laughs> oh, whoa. that's a great point. Yeah. All right. So for those We're people out there that do the same, be careful. Willing this into existence. That's so funny. Um, Mac Miller came out with a new song. Yes. And uh, Who told you about it? I saw it. So you, I feel like this is the second or third episode in a row where there's the rhetorical question where the answer is going to be Tim Allersmeyer. Guys, I want everyone to know Tim Allersmeyer, he's great. He's just great. You know, he does really great work. He's he a great me, business partner. He sends me great things. Um, um, I really love Tim a lot. We get along. We have a great relationship, good rapport. We get a lot of work done. We negotiate well. It's, uh, you know, it's really just a great, great uh, compatible relationship. Um, yeah, Tim, uh, Tim showed me a little bit. I need to work on my Donald Trump impression. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad, but I, I feel it lacking. Yeah, it B, lacks. B plus, A minus. Yeah. I do a good Soviet Russian. Give it like an 89. 89 is pretty damn good. You thought it was that good? Yeah, I think it's pretty good. Oh, man. You're being too good a friend right now. Uh, you got to get the comb over going if you want to make it up to a 95. Yeah, I'm going to have to get something done with my hair. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah, so you sent that to me, and I saw on my buddy uh, Franco's story as well, and I was like, "Whoa!" And then Jesse might have, uh, my buddy Jesse might have sent that to me. So I had a few people that were were showing some love on that and listened to it. I think it's really good. It's like a calmer, 
vibe where you just kind of sit and actually really listen to the words, it's good. Mm-hmm. I haven't listened to it enough times to because it just came out um, to like break it down myself and and my like deeper thoughts on it. But it's I like it uh, from from what I've listened so far. It's like it's kind of get needing to break mm-hmm. almost. And this is to so this next album, Circles, that they're releasing this week. Um, is like the complement to swimming. Mm. So the whole thing was like swimming in circles. Okay. Yeah. That's so cool. I'm I'm super excited because I feel like <clears throat> this one's gonna get super deep on some stuff too. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so he he recorded this work before he died, but didn't get to like quote unquote work on it. Mm-hmm. So he didn't get to really dive into the nitty gritty, fine tune everything. So uh, the producer forget his name. I'm sorry, man. Um, he was able to finish it. Yeah. When the article said posthumous, I was like, oh, that's a big word. But that makes sense. After death. Right? Yeah. His first post. My question is, who gets the uh, who gets the, the revenue from the, the songs? Does it go to the producer? I'd imagine to... anyone who worked on it uh, and probably they probably have it set up that Mac Miller's family will get it. Mm-hmm. I would imagine. Yeah, probably. I'd imagine they'd get like his share, mm-hmm. and uh, then yeah, the rest to anyone else who worked on it. Mm-hmm. And then if an agent pushed it, or you know, so forth and so forth. But man, dude, it's weird hearing. It's still weird hearing a dead guy's voice. Really? Yeah, a little bit. But I still really enjoy his music. Like, yeah, I've been a. Been a long time fan of his, mm-hmm. and I don't know. It's just it's a good jam. I recommend people check it out. It's almost like six minutes long though. It's a long one. No, yeah. maybe it's five. Either way, it's a long one, but it's it's really good. Like you you easily get caught up in it, and then it's like oh, it's over. It's good. Yeah. It's, it, the thing is, like when I listen to like people like like Frank Sinatra or mm-hmm. um, Nipsey Hussle, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's like they're they're dead, but like it's all about what you feel during the song, and yeah. like that was that was what the song was initially designed for is like to give you a feeling, like spark feeling or spark like a memory of something, uh, and a memory of them could yeah yeah well, that's we, cool. We talk about how people remember the way you make them feel, mm-hmm. not how much money you had or cars you had. It's how do you make people feel. Yeah. When they were around you, how did they feel? Mm-hmm. That's the shit they remember. Yeah, Drake said in his song uh Sandra's Rose, he said there's price tags on making the world feel something, saying he's mm-hmm. made his money because he's made the world feel feel a certain way. That's I mean, Ooh. that's how that's how artists get it, man. Uh, yeah. Drake just always dropping bars. Yeah. Or his writing team, whatever whatever. Yeah, right. <laughs> whoever you, whoever made that line. Could you imagine spending a day with Drake? Yeah. That'd be so fun. Yeah. I don't know if I'd make it to 2 p.m. if they're all, all the all the drinking and drugs are doing. They probably don't do a lot of drugs. There, maybe, maybe Drake's got a good dude. Head on maybe the he goes in hoops, man. Maybe he goes plays ball. Yeah, dude, I mean, depending on the day. I mean, if it, if it's Raptors game seven, I ain't making it to 2 p.m. hanging out with Drake on that day. No. They're probably partying all day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, you never know. He could like be one of those people where he, like you see the play. But he's still working before all that. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But that'd be cool. You never know. Him or like, who else? I mean, obviously, spending a day with Matthew McConaughey would be like the coolest day ever. Mm-hmm. I feel like it'd, like, it'd be more, 
I would just pick up and learn because he's just, God, he's a legend. Coolest yeah. man alive. Yeah. Coolest man alive. How was your weekend, Tim? It was good, man. We watched watched the, the, the Bulldogs, Butler Bulldogs on Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love when they play on Fridays because it's a good like segue into the weekend. So they played Providence. Uh, you're going to get into this in yours. But, yeah, they, they played Providence at Providence, and they, mm-hmm. they improved to 15-1 and one yeah. overall. Best when they were fourteen and one, it's it's the program's best record of all time that they've had. Highest ranking, they rank sixth. And yeah, AP rank six. I'm enjoying the ride. I'm going to the game tomorrow. home against Seton Hall Wednesday. Ooh, that'll be so good. That'll be, that'll be that'll be a good one. It's, That's gonna be a tough game. It's, it's good to see uh, uh, the Butler team thriving right now. It's good to see Laval Jordan, the coach, coaching mm-hmm. well. While uh, our old friend Chris Holtman over at Ohio State, he's lost four straight. So yep, I don't, I don't, dun, I don't, dun, I don't dun. wish, ba- I don't wish bad on anyone. Do you watch that game too? I did. I followed it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So it was. It's a good time to be a bulldog right now. I must. Great say. time to be a bulldog. <laughs> um, no, that uh, the IU Ohio State game that was sloppy, mm-hmm. sloppy. If if IU played the entire game the way they played the last quarter of the game. They would have mopped the floor because mm-hmm. their defense was just so much more on point. There was a point in the second half, halfway through, where they just they started to get a little traction. Of course, that's how it commonly goes in, in mm-hmm. sports like that. You get a little momen- momentum, and it's off to the races. Their defense was just second to none in that game, and it showed. They started hitting free throws, and... Turnovers were a big thing for IU in that game too. Mm-hmm. A lot of turnovers, uh, but no, they ended ended up winning the game. So good win for them. Uh, two teams with two good records. I forget Seton Hall's record. Twelve and four. Twelve and four. But that's going to be a good game. And I think the I think the loss, our one loss, helped us. Mm-hmm. I think it's good to have that one. Baylor's on the other good side. too. Yeah. Baylor beat Kansas this weekend in Kansas. Like. Baylor's probably going to be ranked Baylor two, solid two or one after this week, and so if we're going to lose to anybody in the last like three four years, Kansas has been very wishy washy, mm-hmm. very wishy washy, especially in March. Well, that's what you get like when you your program relies on one and done players, mm-hmm. like single generation. Like you don't build a team from the ground up, and players re- mm-hmm. majority of the key players aren't there for multiple years. Yeah. We've seen it with North Carolina this year. North Carolina is terrible because. Their recruiting class for this year, they're either injured or they're just they're not clicking. Yeah, uh, you see, it you're going to see it a lot more. See it with UK. Yep, it's becoming more. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's happening more at Duke now mm-hmm. too. Yep, they're starting to get more players that are one and dones. Mm-hmm. Like I'd, I'd be surprised if Vernon Carey sticks around another year. Mm-hmm. Guy is just an animal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, but that's that's the goal, right? Get to mm-hmm. the league. Yeah. That's what, and that's why I'm. I mean, you I'm, can, whether they do or not, you can go back to school after. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't finish, it's like play while you're not injured and you're like at the peak of your game. Right. Like that's it. Right. It's like, I'm cool if they they only do a year and and go. If you want your backup plan, then you can go back to school. Yeah, but as like a like a fan of a team, I'm glad that as a fan of Butler, mm-hmm. we have a culture where we don't do one. Yes. Time. Like people, people stay and get their degree. Mm-hmm. Unless, I mean, special cases like Gordon Hayward, you go to the Final Four. You're a sophomore. You're going to get paid millions of dollars. You have to go this year, 
and it's also you're like not gonna, you're not going to be that high of a draft pick if you go another year. You yeah. got to go when you've done really and well. And it's like we're Butler, not Duke. We're not North right. Carolina. We're not UK. Like we don't like we have a good program, but mm-hmm. we're not them. Yeah. Like we don't have the the kind of weight that they've had. Right. It just it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, I I like that we can see a team develop. I think that's really cool. It is fun to have really dominant players too, but it's mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool to see the team develop because it's just the wheels in motion. They're just moving well together. Mm-hmm. Like everything is just smooth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm excited, man. I think tournament play is going to get real spicy. Yeah. I think we're going to mix some shit up this year. Um, Our defense is going to carry us. Yeah. yeah. We need to we need to work on when we get pressed. Mm-hmm. That's that I think is one of our biggest things. Is yeah. When we get pressed, we get razzled. St. John's. That was yes. Tough to watch. Man. Yeah. Like they should pay for pressing. Quick, far passes. Get down and get two points. Mm-hmm. Make them pay for pressing. Yep. But again, I'm on the sidelines. I'm not on the floor. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm a spectator. Butler's consultant. There's Kyle there's Slager. there's no no booze or anything. Just just I'm observant. Mm-hmm. Um. But no, we're playing really well. Really excited for for the next few games, but especially March Madness. Yep. We're going to mix and mingle. Yep. All right, brother, what's going on in the world? Yeah, so wait, do you want to, since you got two current events today, I got one. You want to start and then alternate back and forth? Or I can yeah. start, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'll ahead. start, be a little selfish today. Oh, also on Thursday, we have an interview with Scott Motts. Yes. Keynote speaker, high-level coach, uh, did over 20 years with P&G, uh, managing multi-billion dollar companies. Mm-hmm. We've talked about him quite a bit on this podcast, too. He's written a lot of Inc.com articles, mm-hmm. and it's been a, a good source of uh, topics for us to, to, to comment on those. And we got to talk to him in person. So. Yeah, yeah. He super cool cat. Mm-hmm. Um, God, you can, tell, you can tell that he's someone who got a lot out of his experience because he put a lot into it. Yeah. Like... It's just the way he talks about things and and how he's learned everything he's soaked in, how he delivers it now. Mm-hmm. He put a lot into his experience to get as much as he has now out of it. Yeah, and like just the the people who will listen to this episode. I mean, if you're if you're in a, like a, a corporate situation where you're you're struggling to find inspiration or you're you're looking for motivation, looking to lead others and and spawn engagement at your company mm-hmm. like this is just the perfect thing to listen to he specializes in it he he himself saw a problem at his place of work and he decided to fix it and it, it just shows anybody can make a difference at a big company like like he was mm-hmm. at procter and gamble huge company yeah. so a lot of good stuff there thanks, yeah. thanks for mentioning that yeah yeah, yeah. gotta shout that out yeah. that's this thursday kids mm-hmm. okay <laughs> so my first current event, uh, headline, We Are Not Alone, Confirmation of Alien Life, quote, imminent and inevitable, end quote. We're answering the question, Tim, are we alone or not? Uh, so scientists say that we're very close to confirming that there is other life. Um, again, also based on the headline, but deeper in the article, they say we're close enough that we're pretty confident that there are other life forms out there. So Jupiter has a moon called Europa, and it seems to, uh, based off images from uh, probes of ours, it has what scientists determine the three key ingredients for um, 
sustainable life and that's soluble water an energy source and organic compounds and europa has all three so that's what is leading them to believe there is a very strong possibility that there's life on this planet there's also very few craters in this moon of jupiter's um and i think that's big for in terms of just land structure and and things i think it's well no it'd be a lot worse if we had a bunch of craters Mm -hmm. we couldn't live on the moon like fallen valleys and cliffs and shit um anyway so uh nasa already informed that they're going to build uh the europa clipper uh another probe to investigate investigate the moon in the early uh, 2030s but they're also putting uh the it's called jupiter icy moons explorer uh they named it juice juice which i I thought was pretty sweet r.i.p juice world we're gonna send the juice up to the moon baby and that's gonna be put in place in 2029 so uh this uh europa that's the name of the moon it's covered in a shell of water ice the article described um but the probes are able to see somewhat underneath what is underneath that. So it showed that this uh, planet has oceans that are twice as big as Earth uh, beneath the water and that the water is salty. Now, they made uh, a notion that the salty water is significant because it is a sure sign of active geological processes. So the water is interacting with the rocks and it's using the nutrients and minerals out of the moon's core. Mm-hmm. So since they can see that, okay, there's geological evidence, processes are happening, there are uh, things that can create and sustain life. So there's just a lot more evidence that this uh, moon off of Jupiter has the ability to be habitable. Um, but they did mention a few other things. It's on a, what they refer to, off kilter orbit so their gravity fluctuates as well so that'd be a thing that we'd have to deal with um and then the moon's core is as they described again i'm no scientist constantly being squeezed and released generating friction which gives it a molten core so i kind of was like oh it's like in the movies yeah this is cool hot magma (laughs) molten hot magma uh so the juicer and uh, juice and the clipper uh, they're going to do more uh, research to find more evidence of life, planetary life and processes, things beneath the ice, but they're not able to touch down on the planet. So scientists and researchers already said that they need to start planning a second mission where people can pre- be prepared to land. I guess there's a thin atmosphere, so they can't just parachute down. Um, and any lander needs, they said, heavy rocket motors. Uh, again, whatever that might mean. Sounds pretty in-depth. In mm-hmm. Um and there's also radiation coming off of Jupiter. So drive fast, take chances, I guess. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of different things going on. It looks like there's strong, strong evidence that uh, this is uh, an ha- a habitable uh, planet. Can't speak today. Um, with evidence of other life forms. So, I mean, I've, I've never thought we're the only ones existing. But it's kind of interesting that we're, we're finding one that this could be the answer to the big question. The big question. Yeah. You know what I would do if I was NASA? What would Tim do if he was I mean, NASA? okay, their Instagram, they got 53 million. <laughs> they're, they're, they got 53 million followers, so they don't need a lot of advice on social media. But if I were the social media manager and I was NASA, I would find a way to do an Instagram live for when they go back and land on oh, that moon. Oh, man. 
I don't know if that's even possible, but how awesome would it be if they've they've got they've got the world's attention? They got fifty three million followers, an we, Instagram live of them going back. There. We can take you can take video at least. Yeah, but like the question and at least is, hang on to it. Like, of course, I guess then you'll get skeptics like, oh, you altered the video. You had so much time in between, you know. So yeah, a live would be yeah. Because I, I mean, by like, that time, that's ten years away. Oh have, yeah, because they, they have ten years to figure out how to Instagram live we'll from Insta- as far as Jupiter. Yeah, and will Instagram be a valuable app in ten years too? That's the other thing I, Ooh, I didn't realize. Good, good point. But yeah, good point. They there will be some type of social media app in ten years. Oh, that, for sure. I mean, if we're doing live now, for they, sure, they got to somehow. We're broadcast, too insecure and broadcast. addicted to to not have social yeah, media. Yeah, they gotta do. <laughs> but this is cool, man. I appreciate you look, looking up the story because. NASA 10 years figure that out yeah are we all looking for that answer are we alone I know Joe Rogan's gonna be tuned in for this yeah I mean yeah he's he's for sure listening to this episode and now he's gonna talk about it on his podcast because we talked about it first um he's a loyal listener I mean it's in my opinion I think it's almost ignorant to think that we're the only existing life forms in this universe right right like the, we don't even know how big be, everything is what we're the only ones that are able to exist or were entitled to creation of some sort you know so it's and, and is this a good thing that we're not alone maybe maybe not we don't mm-hmm. know yet but you know it's kind of like Star Trek in real life where we're finding other evidence of okay we're not it like there's what if we're all just aliens Mm -hmm. and there's a a different type of of being or creature that is like the main one like what if we're in the middle of a simulation could be that could be dude we could be just super crazy what if there's 15 million versions of you out there in a different type of simulation just never know it's so like there's like the evil, like thief, murderous slaves, mm-hmm. and then there's the one that's like a priest too. Yeah. There's another world where you're doing a podcast with Jimmy Cook instead of me. Ah. Uh, <laughs> oh, how would that go? That'd be interesting. You guys could be the, the, the top comedy podcast on <laughs> iTunes in a completely different simulation. You don't even know. See, that's the thing. With him, we would just need a list of like three topics. And it would get so randomized and just so outlandish where people, it'd be like staring at the sun where they couldn't look away. It's so engaging. And sometimes it's going to be really deep and detailed to make a lot of sense. And other times we would just be off the rocker. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, what are they talking about? But you can't leave it. Yeah. Um, man, 15 million versions of me. I'd probably be a chef in one of those too. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, I think I think in another life it could have been a good chef, mm-hmm. good private yacht captain, professional basketball no, player no. in another simulation. There you go. Right? Yeah. 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 Snowboarder. You could be JJ Reddick in a different simulation. Could be. Ah, could be JJ. We could be cousins. If there's 15 million versions of me, does my like bloodline change at all? Mm. Or no? Or just 15 know. million different ways that I could have done my life? I think it's it's. Different simulation of the moment you were born, maybe from mm. that point on. So probably the same lineage, mm. I would say. Okay, all right. I'll I don't take know, that, dude. I don't want to. get... We got more mm. topics to get to. We could talk about this for oh, hours. Oh yeah, we're getting deep down some rabbit holes. <laughs> Welcome to Off the Dome Radio, Welcome. everybody. Okay, we rode that wave. Yeah, that was, we'll, was we'll revisit. Yeah, we'll okay. revisit. Okay, but alien life. I 
Yeah, I truly believe that there's other things out there, but this really caught my attention because, like, when they say we're so close that it's imminent and inevitable, and, look, they have resources that we need to survive. They have it. A um, little different makeup. Again, the gravitational changes would kind of be a pain, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh, now I don't have gravity. Um, but, look, I yeah, I think... This is one of many that over however many years that we still exist, we're going to find other forms of life. Mm -hmm. And there are arguments that we already have, and we keep them in certain areas that are numbered. Um, But, you know, we don't know what we don't know. I think this is the first maybe public one that will be made. Mm -hmm. So super interested in this. Really interested to see what happens. Um, I was kind of bummed when I saw it was going to be 10 years before they got a probe out there. I was like, oh, man, you know, give me like a 2022 or something. I got a (laughs) podcast to update on this. Yeah. Like, how selfish are they? Yeah. Um, But no, super intriguing. Uh, Like I said, I don't think we're the only ones. Again, is it good? Maybe, maybe not. Mm -hmm. We'll find out. But yeah. What do you think about alien life? Other life forms out there. I think it's it's really interesting to learn about, and I always find things interesting when you're learning about stuff that, like, the whole world is finding out at once. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's one thing learning about stuff that we've already figured out, like, but like this, the whole world is being briefed on new things. Sure. So I I find it interesting. Yeah. I definitely think there's life out there for sure. Like this, what we know. Like, what we know, like, it's so much bigger than ourselves. Yeah. So there's definitely, yeah. I'm just excited to see what they I find mean, out. universes and galaxies and, mm-hmm. and stars. and. Ever since watching Interstellar, like, I just... I, oh, I wanted, good I, I, movie. I wanted to figure out, like, everything. Nice that's where, reference. Yeah, like, the simulation, that's where... Yeah. I was like, whoa, that's kind of crazy. And, Look. like, when Elon Musk was talking about it on Rogan, about, like, us possibly being in a simulation, you never know. Just, like... <laughs> Yeah, that's that's an out there theory too, but there's no evidence to say it's not. Right. But uh, oh man, yeah, super. You just we never know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think we're gonna see some more of that. Yeah. Like, as we start to to know what to look for in things, mm-hmm. we'll see more. So. Yeah. All right, aliens. Yep. Got it. What you got for us, Tim? So moving on from aliens to streaming wars. So oh, great have, segue. We have talked about this. <laughs> we have talked Just about phenomenal. <laughs> the Flying Saucers documentary on Netflix, streaming services. Okay, streaming services. Right. Oh, okay. there we go. Where's the bridge that gap? All right, I like okay. that. Okay, so we talk, we've, talked, we've talked a lot about, about like Netflix, uh, Disney+, Plus, mm-hmm. Apple. Just what's going on? Because this last decade, I want to talk about the winners and the losers of the streaming realm in the last mm-hmm. decade because this decade was important. It was important because the internet overtook cable. Cable, the, the, there's been this looming battle between, oh, do I cut the cord? Do I move to streaming service? This was the decade where everything kind of took over. Um, Netflix and YouTube became industry leaders. Disney bought most of 21st Century Fox. Uh, AT&T bought Time Warner and DirecTV to kind of compete with this. Like uh, Comcast bought NBC Universal. Viacom bought uh, or merged with CBS. Because of all the streaming services that were that were coming up, all of the cable companies were freaking out. They were trying to figure out how can we merge, how can we how can we grow stronger. Over two hundred and fifty 
billion dollars was spent in acquisitions and mergers during this whole time. It's good walking around money. Yeah. So I want to go and highlight some of the winners in the streaming wars. So first is Google. So Google acquired YouTube back in 2006 for $1.65 billion. And now YouTube as a platform has over 200 billion users around the globe who watch. How many hours of, of video do you think is watched per day? By by the world? By the world in one day. How many hours of video hours. On, on YouTube per day? At least 15. 1 billion hours of video is watched. Oh, each I day. thought like per person, like throughout a Oh, yeah, to- day. total. Total billion a uh, billion hours that's of crazy. per day. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Um, and the great thing that why I think YouTube was so successful and why Google is walking away a winner for this is the entrepreneurial like capitalist aspect of this because all this content Google paid zero dollars for. This is everybody like this is a crowd sourced YouTube where like. People saw this as an entrepreneurial act, like opportunity. All these mm-hmm. people who made YouTube channels on here, who made millions and billions, of, not billions, but millions and millions of dollars mm-hmm. hosting a YouTube channel on here. That's what made the platform so great because you had you had pure content, you had creative content because everyone was trying to to in a capitalist world make money off their sure. YouTube channel. So that's sure. why I think it was it was so great. And by twenty twenty one, annual revenue is going to hit fifteen billion. So I think. <laughs> Definitely a winner because I mean, got it. Got a award Google there. Jeez. So fifteen billion. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Yeah. So I think that's definitely a winner. Uh, moving on to the next one, Netflix. So obviously this is this is de- definitely obvious. We've talked about the Netflix blockbuster story, mm-hmm. um, how it paid off, and just Netflix bringing unique content uh, to the table. That's a fraction of what cable costs. I think that's that's the immediate draw right away is, wow, I can I can literally watch what I want to watch when I want to watch it mm-hmm. and pay like significantly less. I think that was the biggest thing. Like top programs like House of Cards, uh, Stranger Things, Breaking Bad, some of those top programs allowed. So in 20, 2010, 14 million users on Netflix, now 158 million. So grew over 145 million in 10 years. Wow. Not a subscribers. Um, and obviously I think next decade will be tougher for Netflix because of the rise of Disney, um, and Apple launching competitive services and especially more cost efficient than Netflix. They're going to be, sure. they're both low price lower. So, um, and then, yeah, I, I'm going to stop you at Netflix because yeah. I still have Netflix mm-hmm. and it's what, like nine bucks a month. Like it's not expensive, but I've noticed <clears throat> it's getting worse. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this when we first brought up uh, the streaming wars in like mid uh, to quarter three of 2019, where we said Netflix is going to get a little smaller. Mm-hmm. It'll still survive, but everything else is taking away just monster pieces that they were kind of leaning on. Mm-hmm. We've talked about like the Marvel, uh, The Office, shows like that that they're losing. And. I mean, they do have, you know, House of Cards, very good show. Breaking Bad, amazing show. But to someone who maybe saw those earlier, like, I'm thinking about almost getting rid of Netflix because mm. the, the choices are getting... They're moving to what? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Hulu is... 
pretty well rounded in terms of choices. Mm-hmm. Like if Seinfeld and things like that, they have movie selections. You can still do TV. Right now, one roommate has has a Roku. Seinfeld will probably get taken away from Hulu. I would guess. Really? Because NBC, yeah. Universal, they're gonna have their own street. Like yeah, they'll be. But, Prime, yeah. Prime is still really solid. So if mm-hmm. I'm just at Prime, so be it. Like I don't really need live TV. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll miss sporting events, but yeah, at that point, I don't know. I can stream it or something, mm-hmm. or buy just Hulu for or find the cheapest streaming just for like sports. Yeah, but I think starting next year, I'm gonna do completely away with cable, and I think yeah. I'm gonna do uh, YouTube TV instead. We have that. Yeah, because I think the way I see it is like traditional cable. The only reason I'm watching cable is for live sports events. Yeah, and with YouTube, you get like pretty much every single one. Yeah, YouTube Live is pretty legit. Yeah, we got my brother-in-law has it too. He was showing me. YouTube TV. Yeah, I think next next year I'm that's the move I'm gonna make. Yeah, Jimmy's got that on his on his Roku. Okay. Yeah, we'll talk about here's. Okay. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I don't know what you're gonna bring up, but I'll, I'll save it for after. But they're the, I think they're a big winner. Yeah, Roku. Yeah, I have yeah. my own thoughts, but I, okay. I don't want to ruin your. Uh... No, you're good. I want you to add on to it when I'm done. Yeah, yeah. Roku, like, I feel like like when you bring up the term Roku to people, like at least the people I talk to, like some people don't like still don't really fully know what Roku is. Um, mm-hmm. But Roku, it's under the radar, man. Yeah, when you look at the numbers, Roku is a huge winner from the decade. So when we're looking at the streaming device market space. They have forty one percent market share of the streaming device, which is crazy, man. Like almost so, half of streaming. Yeah. So the streaming device, like the like, they have forty one percent, and like Amazon Fire TV, they're at thirty six percent with their with the Fire TV, the, the Fire six, Stick, the back, yeah, yeah, Fire Stick, which is what I have, and then Apple's only at ten percent. So the fact that Roku, like, and that being Apple TV, mm-hmm, yeah, okay. a- Apple TV, okay, um. And Roku, they're they're really forward looking too. Like they're the next decade, they're going to be growing on advertising revenue. So they actually just acquired. Uh, so like advertising analytics, that's what they're getting big into. Okay, like advertising revenue. They just acquired a company called um, an ad tech firm called Daytaxu, D A T A X U, for one hundred and fifty million. Um, and so they so they're going to be having an extra source of revenue off of that just because they're investing so much into like user intelligence and, and advertising. And one more stat before you get to your part is they went public two years ago, Roku did, and now their stock is trading 10 times their IPO price in just God, two years. This is when I kick myself in the balls. It's like, how did I not get on that? Yeah. Like, damn it, man. I mean, I have some other things that I'm, I'm paying attention to, but damn it. Mm-hmm. Stuff like this. Yeah. You know? Um but your your point about them acquiring uh, a tech ad tech firm that's when you were describing that it just seemed like a really smart way for them to diversify their portfolio but still do so in an area that they're well knowledgeed in and know what they're doing mm-hmm. it's not like they tried to go sell real estate you know what i mean like they they kind of stuck with excuse me that industry but knew that they had to keep branching out keep growing the empire but so it seems like a really good move on their part to add another 
piece of the pie to what they're able to do other than just host streaming services. Mm -hmm. But with having 41% of streaming, I didn't know the fire stick was that close behind. Yeah. So that's, yeah, which is crazy in itself. Like a company that like Amazon that doesn't even specialize in that. Right. That close behind Roku. Yeah. Right. So leaving, you know, if Apple TV has 10%, then someone else has what? 23%. Mm -hmm. Um, or that's diversed, diversified over however many other yeah, platforms. Guys. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a lot. And Roku, I feel like, is still kind of flying under the radar somehow. Mm -hmm. Like, people know it's there, but don't really give it the time and attention it deserves. Mm -hmm. Kind of like the cloud, right? Yeah. It's up there, right? But, I mean, Roku is um, the one who can host all of them. Mm -hmm. YouTube uh, TV, Hulu, uh, Netflix, HBO, Amazon Prime hosts all these different platforms where it's mm -hmm. like, I can watch anything <clears throat> on one. Yeah. And I, yeah, dude, they're doing it right. And they're mm -hmm. making out big. Yeah. Big time. I didn't know that was uh, where their IPO, uh, how much that has grown, but 10 times mm -hmm. in two years. Mm-hmm. Miss the boat, dude. Miss the boat. Yeah. That's the gravy train, baby. Yeah, so shout out to Roku, man. Good job, Roku. Yeah, good job, fellas. Killing it. I'll tell you, Ben, maybe we'll get get to talk to somebody. Mm -hmm. That'd be cool. Yeah. Like, hey, how are you doing this? Yeah. Like, velvy sneak. Get some. Yeah, get like a like a, a senior manager from there, like <laughs> did with Procter & Gamble. Yeah. hey -o. All uh, right, next winner. Disney. Uh, this is an obvious one, because I think you... Uh, like if you ask every high schooler in America, every person below the age of 18, if they have Disney Plus, I think everyone's going to say yes, it seems like. Dude, adults too, man. Yeah. You'd be well, surprised. Well, that's the thing. Like, I feel like, yeah, with adults too, but like, like you got every kid it's yeah. st like still living in their parents' house asking like, hey, mom, can, can we just, can we add Disney, Disney Plus? This? Yeah. Disney Plus has killed it, man. Like they, they purchased Marvel in 2009. Um, they acquired Lucasfilm in 2012, 21st Century Fox in 2019. They added superheroes like Iron Man, Captain America. They added the Star Wars franchise to their mm -hmm. portfolio. They added the Simpsons. Um, they spent $1.6 billion in 2017 to gain control of BAMTech, um, which is a, like a technology firm focused on direct-to-consumer services. So that was a move, obviously, to, to help their launch of Disney+. Plus. Um, and speaking of Disney+, Plus, I said... How many people had it? In the first 24 hours, they gained 10 million subscribers. The first 24 hours, um, and I like they just they have the ESPN Plus. They have operational control of Hulu. Disney does, um, and they've been able to package that Hulu thing all into one that's comparable to other streaming services. Like you're getting mm -hmm. more for the same price. Um, and yeah, like I saw another stat that Disney has quadrupled its market cap since the start. Of the <laughs> So I'm just like, okay, yeah, they definitely won. And the fact that they were able yeah. to bring in some of those iconic superheroes. Well, and I've heard nothing but good things about that Mandalorian series. Mm -hmm. I've I heard, to, yeah, I've heard, I've heard that's things. incredible. And what what's Disney Plus? Is that six ninety nine a month? Or? I believe so, yeah. Okay. I remember it's been a while since we went through the price on our last episode about streaming. But, mm -hmm. you know, it's not that expensive. Yeah, especially adults with kids. Um, but even 
No. Six ninety nine per month. Six ninety nine. Free for Verizon customers like me for the first year. Wow. Oh, I did hear that. Wow. Yeah. Keep going. Sorry. Oh wow. Oh wow. Oh wow. Oh wow. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's a, a definite win. Yeah, I, I like that you put them in the win column because this is, yeah, they have a lot of good things that again, Netflix really relied on some of the superhero stuff being mm. available to them, like that was kind of a hub. But since people are doing their own thing in house now, it's you realize how much that. Well, okay, I lie. I can't cancel Netflix because of Peaky Blinders. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. Oh, that- <laughs> that's it. You gotta watch another uh, fourth and fifth time. You gotta keep it, I, dude. Yeah, and it's it's still going. Like I, okay, I already made my decision. There it is. <laughs> there it is on on air. Um, but no, Disney is they're diversifying so well and they're mm-hmm. just crushing it. Yeah, and there are new stuff. I know people are indifferent about the the Star Wars series and trilogies and how they have kind of taken that over, but look, <laughs> this is where they're at. Mm-hmm. They're still at the top. Yep. So they're doing it right. Mm-hmm. Good job, Disney. Yep. Last winter, Amazon kind of already covered mm-hmm. this. Um, Thirty six percent market share for the streaming device. Yeah, it's big. Um, and another thing that I like about Amazon too is they. Uh, they didn't have a huge budget pouring into these movies or pouring into their content. So mm-hmm. you're going to get more unique content because of that. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like with, we've discussed this briefly is like same thing with Netflix. Like obviously like these movies that come out in theaters, there's the budgets are so big. They're pouring so much money into it. Mm-hmm. They want to make sure they're getting the return on investment back. So they're, so the, the, the storylines, they're more predictable. They're more safe storylines with, with Amazon, just super unique concepts on on their content, which has allowed it to prosper really well yeah. and gain market share. And um, I just think another reason, the fact that they're doing this well in streaming, but it's just a small part of their whole portfolio. Sure. Like if 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 stream if their streaming service goes to shit, they it wouldn't it would be a small dent in the huge sure. behemoth that they are. So well, and, and it's like all of these companies, you only have so much money to give to very well-known and really good actors and actresses. So I think, you know, to your point, you you said Amazon has really good, unique content. They have things like, okay, Jack Ryan, you know, where you can tell that that's a production and they have some good actors and names in there. Um, Trying to think what else they did. Uh, I think they did 13 Hours as well, also Mm -hmm. with John Krasinski. Uh, So... It seems that they put more money into higher quality, and I think Netflix is still working on quantity too. Because mm-hmm. um, I remember reading an article when we talked about streaming, where you know they're not movie makers; they're not Hollywood, where right. all they do is make a movie. Right. Like that's what they do. There's a lot, a lot of other things going into this. So. Yeah, to your point, I think Amazon is doing it right, where they might be a little more methodical in what they're creating, you know, as in terms of an Amazon original, you know, quote mm-hmm. unquote, uh, that they have a hand in. Maybe they spend a little more time paying attention to, okay, it's got to be really good. Yeah, exactly. So, and I got to tell you, Prime Video has really good stuff. There's good stuff on there. Mm-hmm. So. I watch Entourage while I'm on the bike at the gym sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, throw it back. Ari Gold. Ari Gold. (laughs) Star agent. I want him to be Adam Davies! (laughs) Good deal. All right, right. Amazon, another big winner. 
All right. So we got got our losers now. Yeah. So in AT- the losers bracket. That's right. AT and T. Uh, they were, they had the right mindset. Uh, same as Disney. They went after a bunch of acquisitions, but weren't as successful at the acquisitions. Um, they purchased Directv for forty-eight point five billion in twenty fifteen. Then they paid uh, eighty-five billion three years later. Um, to oh, I messed up there. Okay. Uh, yes, they they purchased Directv for forty-eight point five billion in two thousand fifteen. Uh, didn't really pan out just because of the rot. Like a lot of these losers are losers because. They just they can't compete at the type of services that the streaming services offer. Like, like they're just not good at it, or they weren't able to pivot in time. Like they like, so they're just too late to the party. Yeah, AT and T they bet they bet big on entertainment brands like Harry Potter, DC, Friends, um, to hopefully in an effort to pick up its streaming service HBO Max because HBO Max belongs to, to AT and T. Um, and that was priced at fourteen ninety nine a month. So Ooh, it's just a case of steep. Not not as much diverse content. You have to pay more. Um, and then another one, uh, Verizon. So they actually back in twenty, like towards the beginning of the decade, they introduced something called Go ninety. Have you ever heard of Go ninety? No. Yeah, okay. that's why it, it uh-uh. sucked. So they actually had. <laughs> no, that's why it sucks. <laughs> Point proven. Study taken. Research done. So they attempted a stre- <laughs> they, they, they attempted a streaming service. Verizon attempted a streaming service called Go Ninety. Go Ninety, which is a millennial ad-supported streaming service um, that required a one point two billion dollar investment. Which, Sounds like an exercise program. Yeah, which which failed. So they tried to form a media powerhouse with a, a company called Oath which is now Verizon Media. So it was their whole media arm that like they that they were trying to launch wasn't successful. So they lost um, they poured 9 billion into the acquisitions of AOL and Yahoo both in 2015 and 2017. AOL still around? Yeah, both <laughs> but well they got swallowed up by by uh, Verizon failed yeah. brands um, the the Oath CEO which eventually came Verizon Media, he left the company in 2017. Um, the valuation of the media business of Verizon got cut because obviously lower expected revenue. Um, so they failed, but they could rebound in the next decade because of its 5G network that they're kind of adding to their mobile service. Yeah. Um, but yeah, their streaming didn't go so well. Man. Oof. I mean, Verizon customers won, though. We got free Disney Plus for a year. You, you do have free <laughs> Disney Plus for a year. That's prettybomb.com. Yeah. Um, and 5G. Yeah. 5G, we balling. Yeah. Uh, Go90. I just, starting with the name. Yeah, the fact that you've never heard of it should tell you enough about Starting with the name. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. For a streaming service? Mm-hmm. Disney Plus, it's an add-on. Yeah. Go90. 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 It sounds, yeah, it sounds like a 90-day, like, fitness plan. Yeah. Like, you got to move once. Mm-hmm. In this fashion for the next ninety days, yeah. Bear crawl on day twelve. <laughs> Bird dog day four. What was that one called? Dolphin thing. Dolphin thing. That one. That one workout you gave that had a bunch of animal themes in it. Dolphin, uh, dolphin was one of them. I think. Yep, yep. The dolphin. Forget what that movement would yeah. have been. That that was a little different. Different one on that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bummer Verizon. Mm-hmm. And then so, lastly, so oh. you think the the five G is really going to save them? Well, the I mean, as a comp, like it's not going to save their their streaming service, like their streaming yeah, service, is obviously not gonna kind of get them out of the hole a little yeah. bit. They lo- Verizon lost in the streaming realm yeah. for the year. Like they're still 
Verizon. They're still, I mean, uh, a valuable yeah. phone company. With stuff like that, I always wonder what's the total that they lost. Yeah. Well, they lost. Yeah. One point two billion dollar investment for Go ninety. Yeah. Yeah. And then they had, you said the the nine into uh, AOL and Yahoo. Yep. Tough. Yeah. Although it wasn't like thirty five. Right. Like real bad. Or yeah. 85. AT&T had 85. Yeah. And, and 48 and a half. Yep. So could be worse. Mm-hmm. Could have done that. Yep. The last loser before we move on, Apple, which we've already mm-hmm. kind of, in the streaming realm, they've lost. Yeah, 10%. They're 10% market share, priced higher than Roku and, and Amazon Fire Stick. So they got some work to do there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I, I really enjoyed how you referred to them all as just consistent losers and i was like yeah so they're a loser because <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think out of all of that that was one of my favorite parts of that segment was yeah so they're losers because they, have you heard of this no yeah that's why it sucks <laughs> <laughs> go 90 <laughs> that's fucking hilarious yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about the losers here and, and why they're all losing <laughs> that's awesome uh so i want to uh, bring up movement as medicine read another article where uh, researchers and things obviously exercise uh, it's not foreign that in some fashion some amount of exercise is good for you um affects about every part of your body and so researchers and i haven't looked at all the literature yet but from this article that they were referencing um that there may be a link between exercise and reduced risk in Alzheimer's because when you exercise, you make your blood vessels bigger and ultimately they're thinking this would allow more blood flow to the brain mm. and reduce some of the effects of Alzheimer's Okay. with, with uh, you know, consistent exercise routine. And it's not like you gotta go smash weights five days a week. You know, if you did a little bit of everything um, three days a week, and I'll get into a good beginning stage for, for that in my book talk today. Tied nicely in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but also adding like a, a cardio component too. I've been reading more and more where, yes, resistance and weight training is really good. Uh, lean muscle mass is directly correlated with mortality rates. So you want more lean muscle mass as you get older, especially in, in elderly people too. Um so there are a lot of good benefits to weight training, but I've been reading and seeing a lot more where even adding one or two days of just like cardio, more aerobic uh, to your regimen is seeing even, I mean, no surprise, but even longer effects on good benefits to your health. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, they're, they're saying they're trying to prescribe a new, new drug and that's, that's movement. And I mean, we still need Western medicine and, and drugs and surgeries, right? But mm-hmm. for a lot of things, like we, we need the add-ons and supplements for things we can't change in our lifestyle, mm. right? So what can we change in our lifestyle? You know, stress, this and that. Okay, how many stressors do we have? What's your day job like? Do you have family and kids? Like that's a different stressor. stressor. They're good, they're bad, they're everything in between. Um, then you're working out on top of that. That is another stress to the body. Could be good, could be bad. Uh, so, you know, starting with just good movement, but like, you know, they, they were just talking about movement in the article, moving, like good sleep, 
good nutrition. Um, like don't eat like an asshole. <laughs> um, and then think you're gonna have all the health benefits. But yeah, I really like this because it's something that still gets drowned out by opioids and things. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's always nice to highlight when there's other researchers and doctors and, and various people that are like, hey, th- we can do a lot with with food and exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a quote, I forget who it was, talking about nutrition being the drug of the, of the future. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's there. We just use other stuff. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you can blame phart- pharmaceutical companies. They're definitely responsible. But it's also, you know, we need to put the effort in and talk with our money. Like, you know, buy good quality foods at the store. Mm-hmm. You know, show show them and the market what you were purchasing. And they will continue to flood it with that. Yeah. So, yeah. Movement's medicine. Yeah. Nutrition is medicine. It's We, we need the add-ons when we need more severe things. But, you know, you can do a lot with exercise and food. Yeah. I like what you said about the blood vessels, too. Because people automatically seem like, oh, working out, movement... It's going to give me more oxygen. No, it doesn't give you more oxygen. It gives you more blood vessels, mm-hmm. which gives you more access to oxygen mm-hmm. and more because, like, that's how blood and oxygen flows is the blood vessels. And right. They, they need a, a road mat, a road way to get through your body. Mm-hmm. So, and, and healing is is based around around a lot of uh, the fact of getting healthy blood flow to affected areas. Mm-hmm. So, like when you see you know people that do cupping or something like that or you induce microtrauma to a tight muscle whether it may be dry needling or manual therapy you're doing that damage to promote good blood flow as well to help with healing yep so yeah you you need healthy blood and that transfers everything throughout your body and dude alzheimer's that's that's a bastard of a disease man mm-hmm. yeah had a had a grandma she battled that for a long time and it's just it's a nasty thing to see. So yeah, I'm I'm real big on when they start promoting positive links of something that helps reduce Alzheimer's. And uh Max Lugavere uh is big. A lot of his work is directly, you know, nutrition and Alzheimer's. Okay. because um, his his mom uh had it as well. So okay. um yeah, I'm very interested in those things because that's yeah, that's nasty. But yeah, movement and food. I love it. Movement and food. Let's get uh, let's get some real life in here, Tim. Yeah. So what's going on in your in your life? Yes. Yeah, we so don't talk enough. I'm. <laughs> we don't talk enough. <laughs> um, you have my number. Yeah. You can call. Instagram DMs. Uh, <laughs> That's how I got to reach you now. Yeah. <laughs> talk to your assistant. Yeah, my business manager. Prick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm. I'm actually gonna. It's a good transition from what you were talking about, like movement as medicine. Um, Because this weekend, from my real life experience, I played uh, competitive basketball on Saturday at noon. Okay. I can't remember the last time I played like five on five at the YMCA. Oh, like full blown. Full blown. Two hours of like. like, Full court, too. Yeah. We won won four games. We lost two. So I'll take that winning percentage. Decent day. Not bad. Yeah. Um, It just, it reminded me of the conversation we had with Ryan Mickler about how you should incorporate, like, obviously you need the physical activity running, but I think it's also like, it's good for the competitive aspect too. Mm-hmm. And like the, and I want to talk about some of the benefits of, of uh, like competitive sports and just running around kind of piggybacking a little bit off what you said, but 
it just felt good to be back out there because I think one of the benefits of, of exercise and competitive sports is it just improves my mood. And I feel like everyone can attest to this because we talked about it last week on the episode, the release of brain, brain chemicals like dopamine and serotonin. Mm-hmm. Every time you get out there, um, it just improves your mood to be out there. Um, it improves your concentration. Like as you grow older and you incorporate some type of, of – uh, sports sport in your life it keeps your mental skills sharp like a mix of aerobic and muscle strengthening activities three to five times a week at least for, for 30 minutes they say is the best way to do mm. it because i just feel like if you like you're not only giving your body a workout but you're also giving your brain a workout too like mm-hmm. if you if you need to use some type of motor skills some type of coordination between your brain and your hands or your brain and your feet whether it's soccer or basketball to accomplish something and get something somewhere like that just improves your concentration, that working out yeah. your brain. Um, reducing of stress and depression. I just feel like if you if you like keep physically active, it distracts your mind from daily stressors. Like if because mm-hmm. I find that whenever I play basketball, I can't look at my phone while I'm playing basketball. Like yeah. it gives me an excuse to put away my phone for two hours and focus on some type of activity that's competitive. Sure. Um, and when I was in my first job and I was I was wasn't fully depressed, but I, I was having like depression, like symptoms with a job mm-hmm. that I hated. Like basketball is what kept my mood up every week. Cause I, I was playing like multiple times a week and that really, like, that's what really kept me like in a good mental state is being able to do that each week. And I encourage everybody to find something, whether it's, it's basketball or it's rock climbing or it's something competitive where you're either competing against yourself or other people. It's a good thing to do. Um, and then it's gotta be hard. Yeah. It's got to actually be hard. Yeah. Yeah. So kick your butt. Um, And like one last thing I kind of want to touch on too is uh, leadership improvement and opportunities. I see something like basketball as as leadership opportunity because I think it's something that kind of gets overlooked in like just pick up basketball like that. Yeah, it's pick up basketball. You're not playing for a title. You're not playing for for – money or anything some mm-hmm. may, maybe sometimes you are but like you're, you're, you're not like it's not the end all be all if you win the game or not but i do see it as like an opportunity to pick people up like i notice whenever i play basketball and someone like makes a mistake someone misses a shot and they like get mad at themselves i immediately seize an opportunity to just go over there and like pat them on the back like dude it's okay yeah it's okay that's a, that's a good shot you take that same shot next time because i think but you appreciate them getting emotional because then you know that they're vested in it yeah, exactly. They want to win. They're competitive. Mm-hmm. They want to win. Yeah. And you want those people. Right. But yeah, that's that's cool that you do that. Like, hey, it's all good, baby. Social like, connection, too. Like, I've never yeah. met these people, some of these people before, but if you show that you, like, small little comments to, like, pick them up when they're down, like, mm-hmm. in the in the heat of a game, like, the game doesn't mean that much, but, like, a relationship like that, like, you can, you can build relationships by just saying those small things. So, yeah. Like, that, uh, and, hey, it's all good, dude. Like, don't worry about it. Yeah. It gets you... It's a lot different than, oh, come on, man. Like, just those two things. Mm-hmm. Very different outcomes. Exactly. Like, they'll see you next time in the gym. You say, oh, dude, come on. Like, they'll be like, oh, this high and mighty dude. Like, he's still playing rec basketball, too. You ain't in the league, cuz. You, you <laughs> know? Or or it's like, dude, it's all good. Shake it off, baby. Like, <laughs> then it's, you jaw with those people after. That's the kind of people that you see, like, oh, hey, what's up, man? And then, like, you build that rapport. Exactly. Off just those, either line which which direction you're gonna go mm-hmm. like and it's also controlling yourself yeah self-awareness yeah yeah that's good yeah because you want i mean it, 
yeah, you, you get mad in the heat of the moment, but the way you carry yourself when like when you're down and things don't go your way, like it says a lot about you on the basketball court mm-hmm. as well. So yeah, that's what I had for that. Good. Get getting the hoops in. Pockets of peace. Man. Pockets of peace. Baby. Pockets of peace. Yeah. Um, speaking of pockets of peace, also had a uh, a gym RLE. So um, yeah, I'm doing my my 12 week. I don't know if I want to call it a transformation, but like I'm just it's it's to show. <clears throat> there's a few reasons to show like for my own nutrition coaching business. This is what I can do to myself. But this is my goal. There's we can do a lot of things with with our bodies. But I think it's good to promote that. But at the same time, I also haven't gotten really strict for a while on on tracking and and making sure I stay strict on the routine. You know, if there's something coming up in the week where it could hinder a workout, I need to adjust because I still need to get my volume in weekly. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's it's kind of fun to kind of be able to not have any excuse to not get it done before back. Ah, I'm pretty tired. I should probably rest my body. Now, if I'm still a little tired, we're going to go. If I'm like really drained, then I'll change it up. Like, so it's, you kind of got to feel it out though, too. Um, I remember listening to Jocko one time. He's like, look, if you're tired, you, you know the difference. If you really need a day off or if you're just being tired, mm-hmm. it's like, you know the difference. So I was like, ah. <laughs> yeah, I know the difference. Yeah. Um. So doing that, but I saw uh, and and with that need to I need to up my carbs a little more. So that's one thing I've noticed in the last two weeks. Um, my carbs are still a little low. Fats are getting a little too high. So I need to mess with both of those. Raise my carbs, lower the fats a little bit. So that's one thing I've noticed. I'm gonna try to do that mostly through Whole Foods, um, prepping. Uh, doing better on prepping more carbs at the start of the week because those last a little longer than protein kind of just gets dry as the Mm -hmm. week goes on. So I'll do proteins for like a couple days and then I'll cook again midweek. But going to see what I can do there. If I need to, I'm also looking into like carb supplements like powders to add to my morning smoothie where even if I add like 35, 40 grams of carbs early like that, that still kind of helps me catch up. So I've been down maybe 40, 50 grams mm-hmm. here and there. So uh, that would really help me out. But I'm going to see what I can do in terms of changing lifestyle first and then supplement. That's what I think. Like okay. if you can't change it with lifestyle, then you supplement. Okay. Don't supplement because you think you need to because every everyone and their mother on Instagram is, is pushing trash-ass supplements. Like you don't really need much, mm-hmm. honestly. Okay. Um, but then I saw my, my friend John from Tanzania. I've talked about on the show Johnny before. Boy. Yeah, my guy John. Uh, so he's got a family. You know, he's uh, maybe like mid late thirties, maybe forty tops. Pretty big dude. Uh, just just a solid tank. Like good guy to have on your side. One of the nicest cats. And uh, so we see each other in the gym the other morning, and he goes, "Hey, what's up, man? Brother from another mother. How you doing?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's right. Everyone else hear that shit." Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm we his brother like from another mother. We Everyone like else that. hear that? No, everyone's got their headphones in. All right. Well, I heard it. All right. Uh, and he went home uh, over the holidays for like three, I think it was maybe four weeks uh, to Tanzania because even though him and his family live here, so he works at the zoo here in Indy, and uh, they went back to Tanzania. And his last, I think, week to week and a half, his boss came to visit him in Tanzania. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, so he showed his boss around, and he was telling me that his boss, like, we don't know what we don't know. We talk about you never know what's going on in someone else's life, what their shoes are like. You don't know their story. Like, we never know. And so he told me that after they got back, after he went back to work, his boss told him he's giving him extra vacation. So in um, June and December, he's basically forcing him out of the office for it's like either two or three weeks each each time to go back to Tanzania. That's so awesome. Because he saw what he gave up to be here too, and he saw how meaningful it was. Because they only my my guy John only goes home like maybe once a year. Mm-hmm. Like we can drive you know, two hours, three hours, and go visit our parents. Mm-hmm. Like, he has to go around the world yeah. and really plan that out once different. a year. You know, so it's very different. And, yeah, he gives up a lot. So his boss saw that and was like, okay, like you need to go home and gave him extra time off uh, for this year to do that. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just it's one of those things where that's super cool that there are still people that recognize, like, it's – Real recognized real, right? Where it's, yeah. he saw this whole other life, but if he, you know, on John's part, if he didn't invite him to come to Tasmania, or Tanzania, sorry, um, you wouldn't have known that. Mm-hmm. Like, his yeah. boss wouldn't have known, like, oh, you went home to see your family in Tanzania. That's sweet. All right, end of combo. But now he's been there. Yeah. He, he sees, like... He tastes the food, tastes the culture, and sees he's how important. He's walked through his shoes in a way. Like yeah. He's seen it from his point of view. Yeah. Like, you're never actually going to be able to feel what they like, feel, but he's he's pretty, yeah. he's like 95%. And gave him time to go back. Like, that's a good manager. Yeah. Forced him time to go back to do that now twice yeah. a year. Yeah. Like, that person should be in charge of people. Right. So I thought that was really cool. Um, and that's just, you know, that's the only time I see John. That's the only time we really talk. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't know. Maybe I've thought about maybe seeing if he wants to get a drink sometime because he's just got different insights. Yeah. That's what I've noticed. Whenever you talk to, maybe it's on a cruise ship or something, even those bartenders and waiters and waitresses there, they're from all over the world. So this has have different insights because a lot of us haven't seen as much of different culture and mm-hmm. world uh, parts like they have. So it's with, with John too, you hear different insights and experiences where it's like, whoa, that's just... Like, yeah, that's so human, it's almost foreign because of how much we're not exposed to. Right. Yeah. RLE Smackdown, baby. Yeah. You see you see so much of, like, walk, walking through his shoes. and Yeah, everyone, everyone has a different path, and everyone along their way has seen the world in a different way, which mixes into their, just their view of everything else. Mm-hmm. So, like, no one's perspective is ever going to be the exact same. Mm-hmm. So, and just the fact that his is, his is so different, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoy talking to him. I feel like I need more friends at the gym, though. Like, I'm there so frequently. Mm-hmm. I feel like I should have more, like, just gym friends. Yeah. You know, a mix gym of, like, crew. girls and guys. Yeah, you know, I need my gym crew. Like, I have a couple friends here and there. Well, take off your headphones, baby. <clears throat> I hate people, Tim. <laughs> um, no, it's just sometimes I don't know. It, it call it a fear, call it I don't know what to make of it. But there's not always like good times to do that, right? You know, maybe if someone like wants to work in, that's a decent time. But then sometimes you don't always see that person again. So it's like at my normal times, but everyone's working. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's there to get their 
their stuff done. So, yeah. but I was thinking about this last week where it's, I do need my gym crew. I need my gym friends where, you know, if I want to go out, like, we all go out to like, maybe do some active and then a healthy meal after, you know, something like that where it's just similar lifestyles too. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, and, and I haven't, I've been doing yoga when I've gone home and stuff too, but I haven't been on, on my yoga class there as I was. I'm going to start back up uh, with that this week. But, yeah, need my gym crew. So I'm trying to figure out how to work that in. Mm-hmm. Like, make friends at the gym, but still, I don't know. Not be weird about it, I guess. Strike up a conversation. You know, not, I don't want to be weird. Like, you can't just go up to, like, a girl and, you know, talk to her without her thinking, oh, he's going to hit on me. Here we go. Yeah. So, I don't know. That was just a thought I had. But I'll be, work on... Be you, man. Work on my gym crew. Just be you. Work on my gym crew. Take my headphones out. Probably not, though. <laughs> I like what I listen to. All right, book talk. Let's get to it. So, speaking of working out, I'm going to keep this segue train rolling here. Uh, own the day, own your life. I'm getting close, man. So I, I got a little too lackadaisical on my reading end of 2019 and getting my consistency back. So we're going to finish some books. 2020, big reading year. Big reading year. Big. Calling it now. I'm not going to – can't catch up to Christoph Lewis yet, but big reading year for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so Aubrey Marcus taught – he had this kind of workout, this exercise pyramid – for good overall physical fitness, especially if you're kind of new to exercise, you want to get a routine down. He devised this pyramid with uh, duration in terms of time it spent at each level to have good overall uh, physical fitness. So starts on the bottom with durability, which he described durability as mobility plus flexibility. So 15 minutes of that, that's base of the pyramid. Mobility, flexibility, 15 minutes. 10 minutes of cardio, so whatever that might be. Maybe that's a bike, a treadmill, a swim, something of that nature. Muscular endurance. Uh, that can also be, you know, maybe you're running, you're jumping rope, things like that, where you're, you're training muscles to go for a longer period of time. Strength, I mean, that's pushing and pulling, move heavy weight. Power, doing things weighted with explosiveness, so more athletic type of movements. Um, and I don't mind this model. I think this is pretty pretty decent. It's it's quick. It's what, 25, 33, sorry, simple math, uh, 38, 41 minutes. Nice. So call it, call it 45, yeah, right? 45, 50 minutes total um, between post-stretching and things, pre-priming. I mean, this is pretty solid. If, if you're... Just someone who wants to start exercising, have, okay, what can I do for just overall good everything? This three days a week. Do like yoga in between all that, and, and you'll be in really a really nice spot. So, I mean, a more experienced gym goer, they might copy this model some. They might add time here or there, take time away, you know, know the movements a little bit better. But I think this is a good, good starting model. I mean, above all else, just get moving. Mm-hmm. So, and we've talked about this with Kellen Malad. Um, and they refer to this in, in Aubrey's book too, is like introduce playing again, like make movement fun. Mm -hmm. Don't make it dreadful. It doesn't have to be something you hate. Yeah. Like, you're like, Oh man, I just kind of like skipping and running, doing a bunch of different, like fun. Then make your own circuit of doing that. Jump some rope, do some box jumps, you know, see how high you can get compete with last week's height. So change it up, make it fun, but just get moving. I like it. Yeah. So. 
Got to get that physical fitness, boy. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get down and dirty again. Yeah. Down and nerdy, excuse me. Oh, not, not that anything wrong with that, <laughs> but we don't go that way. No. Uh, book talk, Tim, what you got yeah, for us? Gonna, You're starting a new one, uh, you told me. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to end the show by talking about another book that I was looking up. So The Game Plan for Life by John Wooden. Ooh, okay. Um, I wrote a book, or I didn't write a book. I wrote an article last week um, on like, charismatic leadership mm-hmm. so i was trying to gain some insight just from some old books i read so i went back and read the notes for, for john wooden's book so john wooden was the famous college basketball coach that won a lot of championships at ucla and mm-hmm. he talks about like mentors who have served as mentors to him in his life and he talks about mother Teresa, who he never met but just who she was influenced him to be a mentor in himself and mother Teresa said as we watch those around us who become our mentors we will begin to notice certain behaviors, practices, or philosophies that are universal or common among these mentors. Um, And there are certain things that all great leaders seem to share, um, though they manifest themselves differently depending on the life or the circumstance or the event of that person and your context and knowing them. So I was just trying to figure out, like, what are these things that people exhibit? Like, Mm -hmm. what are some of the common things? And I, I... I kind of pinpointed on three different ones that I think and that I've noticed from from my mentors. And the first thing is positive body language. Like all great mentors, they're approachable, they're they're very warm, they're open, um, and they have very good active listening skills. And they're like through their body language, you can tell that they fully understand you and their situation. Like they, when you're talking to them or bringing up an issue with them, they are not worried about anything else but you and understanding mm-hmm. what you have to say, and you feel understood. So that's one thing. Um, empathy and humility. Not only do they see things from your point of view, kind of going along with the positive, positive body language, active listening, is they see things from your point of view, they understand your situation, and good leaders are able to relate to you because they were at one point in your shoes, mm-hmm. whether it was when they were your age or that all great leaders have failed before, failed just like us, and great leaders know how to communicate that to the people that follow them. And that's that's a sense of humility. That's where humility comes from. Being able to be upfront about your mistakes and sharing them and using it as a learning tool. Because like our mentors, we're not supposed to feel distant from them. We're supposed to feel like encouraged by them and confident in the fact that we can get to their point too. Mm-hmm. So if they are humble and share their their shortcomings, that's another great sign of a leader. And then the last thing is self improvement. Great mentors and leaders are always looking to improve. They approach every single conversation with everybody, whether it's someone who's 20 years younger than them, 20 years older than them. They approach every conversation with the mindset of a student, like they can learn something from somebody and they never think they know everything. And that's where the humbleness comes into. But mm-hmm. positive body language, empathy, humility and self-improvement. Those are the things I think are universal. Among yeah, leaders. Uh, I'm also going to add at a couple that came to mind as you were kind of going along in, in charismatic leaders, especially mentors too is like a sense of offering like they're willing to actually help you Mm -hmm. like people that want to see you win the game yeah not that people are just like oh yeah i hope they do well but not better than me you know Mm -hmm. they they want you to like be the master of your craft and be at the top of your game Mm -hmm. because like you guys aren't doing the exact same thing right it does mentor doesn't have to do the exact same thing as you or vice versa but like some sense of just offering or willingness to help and unconditionally where they know that they're they're able to provide a lot more to you than you are to them Mm -hmm. and they're still going to learn from you you know 
the teacher learns from the students still. But it's just it, it's cool to see when people are so willing to give time and experiences and insights and things that like are probably or it could be worth a lot of money, you know, mm-hmm. in a book or in a keynote speaking event or, or whatever, um, giving to you free of charge, especially their time. Mm-hmm. Time, yep. Yeah, and, and personal contact information, you know, cell phone number. And there's small stuff like that, like accessibility. Mm-hmm. And like they're, they're cool to, to share all that. So that and I noticed like, Really good leaders are very grateful too. They have a lot of gratitude. Like mm-hmm. even if they ask you to do a small thing that will take you like under an hour throughout your day, whether it's a manager or someone else, you know, even even a coworker peer of yours, like if they're like, Hey man, I really appreciate it. like you you knocking that out real quick. And mm-hmm. it might not have been any big thing to your day, like could have taken you four minutes to can you know, forty five, whatever. But uh it's just people acknowledge that and that was in um, how to win friends influence people is say thank you for even the really mm-hmm. small stuff mm-hmm. like show the appreciation and the gratitude and praise and that really gets far so like I've tried to make it a point if I notice someone takes the trash out at, at home or something I say like you know if if both my roommates are there and I don't know who who did I just say hey thanks to whoever took the trash out mm-hmm. and uh, you know or if someone does the same and and I did it. it's like oh, we don't need to acknowledge but thanks for the thank you you know yeah. it's just small stuff where it's hey I appreciate you doing that chore because mm-hmm. it is a chore yeah so and what that does is like <clears throat> you're doing it at your house or at your company like mm-hmm. everyone feels valued when you show gratitude everyone feels like they're contributing to the greater vision or the the overall goals and that gives people a sense of purpose and and it keeps them engaged because that's how some people get motivated is right. through, is through recognition. So you you just that's obviously the first step is what motivates people, but like always show gratitude because people will feel valued and people think they're contributing. So mm-hmm. good good addition there. All right, Tim. Anything else before we wrap up this episode? I'm good. Have a have a great Tuesday. Go dogs tomorrow and go hope, dogs. Hopefully it's good go success for us the week. Bullfrogs and tune in on Thursday for that awesome interview with Scott. Mouse. Yes, with Scott Motts. And hey, everyone, if you're enjoying the episode please head over to iTunes at Off The Dome Radio. Leave a five-star rating and review. Then DM us on Instagram at Off The Dome Radio, letting us know you did so. Give us your name and we a good physical mailing address. We will send a free laptop sticker to you for doing that. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. And until next time, enjoy the rest of your Tuesday.